Hey, folks, coming to you live. You know the drill. We do this here on the Burnley Dumb Show Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. I'm Big Game Bob. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. And the Big Al Express as well on the vocals here today. He is back in Adam now. Um, I had planned to start, I think this is episode 44, I'm done keeping track of it because it's just flying by now. Um, we had an initial bit for you guys that we were going to open up the show with until I just found out. Uh, Alex, is it true in the studio before me you said we just had a male porn star? We did, we had a male porn star. We've had a couple of female porn stars too. We, there have been a slew of porn guests on other podcasts lately. Was he? And now while everybody's worried about the coronavirus, I am now worried about jizz on my seat. Was he in this he wasn't. Seat? No, he wasn't doing a scene in studio. But no. it, it had to be a fascinating interview in all honesty. It was really interesting. Um, it's a, You know what's the, 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 my biggest takeaway is, you know, a, as a guy from the outside you think like oh man it's great just all day banging chicks right and it um and i was thinking like but there's probably a downside there's probably a part that doesn't seem that cool but he made it sound like a pretty sweet gig i'm not gonna lie he made it sound like i would look is there any way we could get him on the show we I could mean, try let's I, try I, it would turn it into like another howard stern type episode i mean i'd be so curious totally to, is he doing multiple scenes a day yeah i think he said he did up to five scenes in one day and he had a whole method of how he would prepare his body and do, i will say he took it like he wasn't just like yeah man I'm just plowing chicks he's like kind of like an athlete almost he was talking in a very um, serious way about how he preps his body and how he gets ready for scenes and it's a grind huh? yeah no li- pun literally in- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended with yeah that. dude well I guess we'll give the people a, a link to it probably start something with Brazzers something I yeah mean, at sure the end right of the show and we'll try and get him on there you go how do yeah. you contact the porn the stuff? brilliantly come show the brilliantly come show <laughs> yeah, I like that Alex is on fire today <laughs> Now, moving right on, uh, something I want to get into that I want to preview a little bit. I think you guys are going to be getting it next week. We went to one of these Call of Duty leagues to go actually interview Michael B. Jordan, who is an investor in the league. It's a gaming experience, and these things have really built up. I mean, it's, you know, I going into it, I only really play Madden. But going into it, I mean, these guys take this shit very seriously. It's no joke. I mean, you walk in, you kind of feel like you're at the World Cup in Brazil. They're all there's a big screen. They're playing Call of Duty on top of it. There's chants going on. There's teams. There's a whole bracket involved with this. And Michael Jordan has a big part in it. So we were able to sit with him. You should be getting that interview next week. But I mean, it's just bizarre. And they even interview these guys after one of their Call of Duty matches. And it's it, it's like a real interview. As yeah. if, I mean, they just came out of like a football game. Wow. It, it's like they take it really seriously. And just to hear some of the interviews after, it just... To me, I I had no business being there, knew nothing about it, which kind of makes it all funny. Right, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, to get a guy like Michael B. Jordan on there, I even went over to I didn't know he was so into gaming. Huge. Yeah. And he's very good. He went up against Todd Gurley. Wow. And they're going back and forth on again. They played it on the big screen. Sure. And he was sniping the shit out of him. 
Man. It's really funny. You know, he's got to now play like a Call of Duty type guy in an action movie, right? And right. then they make a video game based on the movie, and then he plays himself in the game on the screen. It's like full circle, right? I think it sets up perfectly. Yeah. I really do. And again, he's very good. Um, but, e you know, even in the interview that we had with him, he had about five interviews that day. So they kept stressing so much. You know, you get 10 minutes with him, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So by the time where I'm actually in the interview with him, I keep thinking to myself, okay, we got to shut it down. They're going to call us off. They're going to call us off. By the time it was over, I mean, we went like five, six minutes. And the thing that sucks is he's such a personable guy, and he gives a lot to where we probably could have – I mean, I could have gone with him for another hour. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. So you guys will see that next week. It's, it's just a doozy of an episode. There will be a live feed for you there on YouTube to see just an action-packed week ahead for you. Anywho, moving on. Well, Grace, moving on for our sports bid here. This one just kind of wrote itself. If you are a New York Jet fan like I am in any way, shape, or form, my advice to you, get the fuck out. Just stop while you can. Their number, I think it was their number two pick of last year, Quinnen Williams, this has just been reported Recently by ESPN.com, I'll read this. New York Jets defensive tackle Quinnen Williams arrested at New York's LaGuardia Airport Thursday night for criminal possession of a weapon will be arranged March 25th in Queens County Criminal Court according to the Queens District Attorney's Office. Get out while you can. Alex, if you have any type of of circus music to cue for the New York Jets over the past 25, 30 years. Please cue the circus music for the New York Jets. That That is... I swear they should run out to this. And here come <laughs> the New York Jets. I mean, th this is... This is them. Yeah. It, it's, it's, they have been an absolute disaster, and not just on the football field. This is supposed to be the new face of your franchise, and the new face of your franchise thought that it would be okay to bring a Glock 19 into the airport. Yeah. Nowhere else, not, not even like a movie theater or something, to the airport. Well, remember when Plexico Burris shot himself? Yes. Which is I, dumber. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I think this, because Plaxico Burris accidentally shot himself. Fair, right. You know, if Plaxico Burris intentionally took the thing off safe, clocked himself, <laughs> that's one. But he didn't. Yeah, Quentin Williams walked to the airport that day. I mean, it's like he decided if he was going to use it as a carry-on. Why? Did he say why? We haven't heard from oh, him. He's, and yeah, you know okay. what? To be quite frank, maybe we shouldn't hear from him. I think that's best, because... What type of explanation can you have? I mean, you're going there. In order to get into the airport, you have to go through security. Does he prefer his double-double at Shake Shack with a side of a Glock 19? 
I mean, I guess he just forgot he packed it, but why are you walking around with that? All that th- see, that's the only explanation I think that, that yeah. I would take. Like I said, maybe he was dropping it off for a friend that worked at Shake Shack. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, to bring this thing to the airport. And the crazy thing about it is I don't even think he was flying private. I think even if he was flying private, I would yeah. be okay. Not okay with it, but... It would make a little bit more sense. Well, and to there me. is a way you can check it. There's a whole process. If you want to fly with a with a registered gun, you can check it under, and there's a form you fill out, and it's no problem. But Alex, this guy is a <laughs> six foot six, three hundred thirty. Hey, why does he need a pistol? Have you seen him block a guy? Mm-mm. I no, mean, man. this guy is an absolute horse. I love him. He's a content machine. He's very funny. But I mean, you, you, I would prefer him as a Jet fan to walk through TSA with a fucking samurai sword. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just as I, I saw this and that circus music, that's what was playing in my head. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it is so ridiculous. It, it, it's hard to fathom. And something that I referred to on last week's episode was poor Josh Gordon. All Josh Gordon wanted to do was just smoke a joint here and there. Smoke a blunt every now and then. Poor guy. I mean, every time he smoked a blunt, he had to pack up and move because he was leaving teams. Each team, team after team, would release Josh Gordon when weed was illegal in the NFL. That now is it's so legal. insane. Yeah. Weed? That's what they're upset about? Uh, yeah. You're smashing grown men that are 300 plus pounds, giving them concussion after concussion, and weed is the problem. And only to find out. That now it's legal. And he was getting dropped team after team. I mean, talk about somebody having their hands full. How about Josh Gordon's real estate agent over the last five years? (laughs) He's looking for a new home every month. But, yeah, yeah, Quinn and Williams, and I don't know. I just just think it's a sign for what's to continue to come for the New York Jets. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. He's a very funny guy. Um, I, I, I'm very curious to hear what he says. But again, if I'm the New York Jets, I think I prefer, I think it's best, just don't even let him speak on it. You know? Yeah. I, I think you just, you, you keep it at that. New York Jet football, you just cannot be. Can we cue that circus music Oh, one yeah, more time? We, I got to pull it back up. Yeah, but, yeah, but let, let, or I got, you know what? I got another song for you that might be even more Yeah, give me another one. They may want to run out to that song. You know, we'll take You know this song? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. That's what it is. The butt fumble, and now the Glock 19 through the airport, ladies and gentlemen. I give you you know, your New York football jets. Anywho, move it on. All right, Grace. Uh, so just moving right on here. This is this is pretty bizarre. I have a friend from college who's staying at my house currently, and I told him that I was going to call him out for this. Uh, His name is Steve Arnett, that I went to college. He's coming out to L.A. to get a certain job that he wants at this certain restaurant, but he's interviewing for about a week, and he's got this fixation on sourdough bread. So every single time I come home, I'm walking home to a new loaf of sourdough bread. And for a chef, you would think, you know, I was excited to have a chef stay at my house for a week. The only thing he's cranking out is sourdough bread. That's what he's doing all day. So I go do my thing. I'm coming back to sourdough bread every fucking day. I mean, the ball's on this guy. I love him. But 
isn't that some type of thing he should have got cleared? You know, at, at some point, do you say, hey, by the way, you know, I plan to cook a new thing of sour sourdough bread every single day. This is homemade sourdough. Homemade. And look, the sourdough bread's good, but have right. you ever had a thing of sourdough bread? Do you been like, that's some of the best <laughs> no. sourdough? No. You don't think of it. It's like an occasional accent piece to your meal. Yeah. And what what I told him, I said, spend the three forty nine at Ralph's or whatever it may be, <laughs> yeah. and cook cook a chicken parmesan or something. Yeah. But the process to making a sourdough bread, you got to let it kind of air out too. It's got to get sun. Stinking up the house. Yeah, totally stinking up the house. There's flour everywhere, and if you go to my house right now, there's just six different loaves. <laughs> A salad. I mean, we're not yeah. even using. Not like we're making a turkey sandwich for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it's absolutely just. It's insane to walk into, and you know his big thing is he's not using any yeast. That's the key to his sourdough. Oh, interesting. So it's it's not supposed to smell. It rakes up the entire place, and you got to treat it very well. You got to kind of like again. It's got to get sun. It's I'm brushing my teeth next. What to a the weirdly specific carb to dive into. You know. Right. Right, and I mean to do it day in and day out, just cranking out sourdoughs. Yeah, and he's a chef; he's got some skill, but that—that's his thing right now. He's right? trying to be the sourdough guy, the sourdough, the sourdough bro. Yeah, so I told him, I I can't wait till he leaves. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to spend that much time on the sourdough, but you might as well spend that much time on Call of Duty now without telling you about this tournament and the money that's involved. He is just fixated on this thing. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Steve, get the hell out of there. <laughs> Take your bread and go. Anywho, moving on. Well, Gracie Reem call me crazy. Maybe so. Probably so. But I do believe it is indeed that time. Everybody's favorite time here. It's time for the Ask Bob segment week. By week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, I tell you, fine folks, file in your questions. Submit them, anything you want to talk about, ask Bob. Here I am asking the first Ask Bob question of the segment here. This is coming from Chris Wellington of Phoenix, Arizona. Bob, what's the best movie you have seen recently? Ooh. Jeez, I, I, I saw this one, and knowing what I was going to answer, people aren't going to be thrilled about this. I probably will lose a couple listeners based off this answer, but I actually just saw Goodfellas for the first time. Just came over to Netflix, and even in the studio, I'm getting some eyes right now. And yeah, first time I saw it, I saw that it came to Netflix. As you can imagine, absolutely loved it. Um, such a shame that I'm just watching that. But the thing that I noticed when I was watching the movie, a friend that recommended it to me was like, I can't believe you hadn't seen it, sat down and watched with me. I I don't like watching a movie with somebody who, who recommends it to you because then they kind of keep tabs on you throughout the movie. <laughs> you know how they kind of – they really do. They, they, they kind of watch you and, like, make sure you're enjoying it and kind of hype up different scenes. Just let me watch the movie. Yeah. Then you have to fake that you're into it if you're not. Totally. They take uh, they take like offense like if it's their movie. No doubt about it. Especially when it really gets bad. If it's a comedy, 
Right. Because then if they're laughing, they're they're almost upset that you're not laughing. And then yeah. they're wondering, why aren't they laughing? And then I'm wondering, are they thinking, why am I not laughing? Totally. You know what I mean? And they just, they do. They just kind of keep tabs on you throughout. So if anybody ever recommends a movie, I think I'd rather just watch it myself. And then if I want to double down, I got no problem watching the movie. But yeah, they, they kind of, they hype up the scenes and it just... It provides a, a a different perspective on watching it. Yeah, it's it's annoying. It's like it would almost be like if they cooked you a meal and then they sit there and watch it, like you eat it, and they're like, "What do you think?" It's like you right. know, right. right, bite by bite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just felt you could feel the eyes. I mean, I'm trying to focus. It's like, just let me enjoy this movie. Totally. So it's just it's a different vibe, but absolutely, go ahead and book Goodfellas. Anything before that, Uncut Gems. How could you not love that? Uh, that was right up my alley. But, yeah, watch movies solo. I think that's the way to go about it. Moving on here, next question. For very own Ask Bob segment, this is coming from Dylan Butler out of Medford, Oregon. Bob, I just started dating a girl that I really like. We are getting ready to leave Chili's the other day when she offered to order the Uber. I couldn't help but notice that she had a 2.4 ooh. Oh. Ooh. Uber passenger rating. I know you have a strong stance on Uber ratings. What do I do from here? Uh, Dylan, I would advise you the same thing that I did to New York Jet football fans earlier in the show. Get the fuck out. A 2.4. That's not coming from one rating. Oh yeah, that that either me that's to me only means one of two things, one of three things. Either she's a car puker, right? She's a really rude speakerphone talker, no consideration, or she was in a car just being like blatantly racist. But you know what though? Even if you are a car puker, there's a polite way to go about puking in the car. Like I guarantee you, and not to pat myself on the back, I could puke in my Uber ride on the way back. I still think I would get five stars. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I, I've had a strong stance on Uber ratings throughout the show, which is what Dylan uh, referred to. I think the best way to, to judge a, a person just as a civilized human being is their Uber rating. What's the lowest you would – like, what's, what's the lowest number someone could have and you're still in? That's a great question. I, I, would, I would go a – a four, like a four one, anything under a four is a problem. Look, you you could have a bad day, you could have a bad conversation. That happens. I get that. What this Dylan Butler is dealing with right now on a two point four. Uh, do you know how many drivers she had to piss off for that? Yeah, I mean the only thing that, or if she like used Uber once and had like a bad ride and never used it again, that's the only other answer. Yeah, it, it, unless that's her second. Or if she was a Lyft girl, right? Maybe she just maybe, or maybe she was a Lyft girl. It was so bad she switched and then she started off on the wrong foot with Uber. Could definitely be, but yeah. then she can't win Lyft and she can't win Uber. <laughs> she might as well just drive herself. God, what are, I never thought about that. that. That's a great way to like judge someone's character, but it's it's a great thing to look at early on. I think it is the best. I really do. I think it's just the best way to judge totally how a person is because if you can't sit in an uber for five minutes 10 minutes whatever it may be and just be respectful enough to where that person doesn't have a problem a problem with you and just clicks that quick five you know what the worst is if you're in an uber pole and someone's eating and it's like noisy food stuff but you know what though at the same time that's not that's not a rating that you have to worry about if they want to do that 
Shame on sure. them. Yeah. Yeah, and that may affect their rating, but I just pray to God that that has nothing to do with me because I'm not the one eating the sandwich. Sure, the yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe totally. I'll take a loaf of one of those sourdough <laughs> breads with me. Yeah. But, I mean, or even, you know, in, in regards to this, Cold Cuts, Joey Cold Cuts, friend of the pod, friend of the show, he was, we were in the car one day, and he got into it with the driver over something so small, just putting his seatbelt on. And he thought the guy said it too early on in the ride, yeah, where he wow. needed a couple seconds to where he then puts his seatbelt on. Which, okay, yeah, he did come at him a little hot, but... If you want to act that way, if you're Joey Colcutts, I told him, do it on your Uber account. Right. This is my Uber account. That's such an interesting point. Yeah, it reflects on you. Totally. Wow. I am hosting this ride. You better believe that you got <laughs> It's like walking into somebody's house. Totally. They're the host. Be respectful. That's my Uber account. Yeah. So I'm sitting at a 4.8 right now, and I don't know for sure, but I got to think that point two is coming from Joey Colcutts. Well, now on that point, maybe that 2.4, maybe she's got the wrong friends. You know, maybe she's a gem, and she just was with the wrong crowd. Got the Uber on behalf of everybody and just felt like obliged. I like, I li- actually, I really like that stance on it. And I, I look, I think we are giving her the benefit of the doubt. But with that being said, Dylan Butler of Medford, yeah. Oregon, has got his hands full. I mean, he really does. Well, folks, bad news is that does it for us here, episode 44. Uh, the Burnley Dumb Show. Good news is Tuesday. Happy to announce we'll be able to release our one-on-one interview with the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. I told you earlier on that I like to have guests on that are wild cards, no filter, really just let it rip, let it fly. You can ask him anything, nothing's off limits. That is indeed what you get. With the man himself, the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. We'll see you for that Tuesday. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass. Big Al on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob. We will see you Tuesday, folks.